Hello, this is Barry Forshaw, and I'm here to give you the latest edition of Barry's Blu-rays for Crimetime FM, which is basically the usual mixture. It's um, new discs of interest, Blu-ray and DVD, um, Blu-rays and DVDs that I've been working on personally, and I always try to end it with an interview with um, some luminary from the DVD and Blu-ray world. I've had some impressive names. I've had Michael McKenzie, who's a prestigious Arrow producer, uh, Kim Newman, possibly Britain's most esteemed genre critic of cinema, uh, Jonathan Rigby, who provides non-pareil extras for Blu-rays, I'm hoping to get people like James Blackford of Indicator. Uh, but today I have somebody really special, somebody I wanted for a while. It's Francesco Simeone, who is the director of content for Arrow, but he's both here and not here. You'll see what I mean when I get to that. So what's out at the moment in the month of October or thereabouts? Well, from the American company Severin, there is the wonderful Barbara Steele in An Angel for Satan. Uh, not really a crime thing. I occasionally try to change the emphasis of this, but it's Barbara Steele, who, of course, started as a, a rank starlet. Uh, but it was the Italians who saw her particular strange dark talents and used it, everyone from Fellini to Mario Bava. Uh, the same company, Severin, has another interesting director, uh, Jess Franco. Most of his films are pretty unspeakable, but two of them aren't, and they're both in Franco-Noir, uh, Death Whistles the Blues and Rififi in the City, both interesting uh, films from Franco who can be very good. Kino Lobo has a British Marfav film collection, which includes the strange and bizarre and rather funny, but utterly fascinating Kosh Boy, which caused much clutching of pearls and upset in its day. It's utterly harmless today, but a fascinating film. Uh, they have a, a Betty Davis thriller called Scream Pretty Peggy as well. Imprint, which is a company I've done a lot for, has... Um, something that Kim Newman and I have worked on uh, the extras for, which is Lady in a Cage. This is another film which caused great censorship problems in its day for uh, the fact that Olivia de Havilland is, is caught in a lift by a group of thugs who um, burst into a house, one of whom is a very young James Kahn. Uh, this was banned. It was um, considered to be utterly beyond the pale. Now we can watch it in a thankfully less censorious age. Arrow, of course, we'll be talking to Fran Simeone later. I'm going to mention again, although I've mentioned it before, Deep Red. This is the Dario Argento, uh, the film that we all went back to after we discovered Suspiria. It's basically a, a giallo, which is a crime thriller uh, with a convoluted um, plot and genuinely operatic set pieces with David Hemmings, of course, and a very impressive uh, score. Um Eureka Entertainment has, again, not crime, but I'm going to put it in any way, the Sabata trilogy. Again, Kim Newman and I have worked on the first film in this sequence. It's uh, three really eccentric and strange and bizarre Italian westerns starring the great Lee Van Cleef, who played many a heavy and villain in his, um, in his days as a, as a secondary actor in Hollywood, but was really given his head in Italy after his success with Clint Eastwood in the Dollars films. Um, I would also mention uh, from um, another company, Studio Canal, Falbalas by Jacques Becker. 
This is a very little seen film that is very well worth your attention. It's set in the world of fashion. But of course, Becca is interesting to people who are interested in crime Blu-rays for making the matchless Touche Par au Grisby, uh, Don't Touch the Money, and Le Trou, which is one of the great uh, prison movies. BFI, and you'll notice that I'm whizzing through these, but there are quite a few to get through, have the latest in the Short Sharp Shocks series, which is a collection of short films. The first one was, as they say, eccentric and edgy short films. This one includes an early John Gilling called Escape from Broadmoor and one by uh, David Evans called Hangman, which are very interesting. Early Universal is one I've done some things for, uh, some essays for, uh, from cult films. Um, there is Marco Ferrari's The Ape Woman, which is a really strange film, really interesting film. Annie Girardot playing a woman who's uh, a, based on a genuine real-life case of a woman whose entire body and face is covered with her. She's exploited in, in a very similar way as would be in the later David Lynch, Mel Brooks film, The Elephant Man. And this new Blu-ray gives us the opportunity to see two endings. We can see the ending that was insisted upon by the producer, Carlo Ponte, and we can see the ending by Marco Ferrari, which is very different. I'm not going to tell you which is a happy ending and which isn't, but um, I'm afraid you'll see it on the, on the Blu-ray box. Can't really be avoided. From Arrow, I would recommend a film which is almost worth seeing, if for nothing else, just the first five minutes, Walk on the Wild Side. It's a film that does not do justice to Nelson Algren's wonderful novel. Uh, Nelson Algren was not happy with the film at all, but I bet he was happy with the opening. It starts with a fantastic Sorbas credit sequence with a prowling cat. Everybody knows this, who knows about films, and a wonderful swaggering jazz score by um, the great Elmer Bernstein. From Columbia Noir, another one that I've worked on with Kim Newman, uh, is from Powerhouse Indicator. This has uh, Walk a Crooked Mile, Walk East on Beacon, which is a wonderfully slightly naive commie-bashing film. There are several in this sequence which are commie-bashing. That's the era. Pushover, which is uh, particularly interesting, Kim Novak's debut film. Uh, a Bullet is Waiting, with Kim and I doing the uh, commentary duties. Chicago Syndicate, and the, the, the best film in the set, The Brothers Rico, with, with Richard Conte. But now we come to the interview, which I mentioned a little earlier. And I said that Francesco Simeone was both here and not here. By that, I mean that Fran told me when I asked him if he'd be prepared to do this and join the luminaries who've done it before and the ones who are going to follow, he said he preferred to be behind the scenes. So he sent me some answers, and I'm going to read them for you. Uh, Fran is director of content for Arrow Films. He's worked in the film industry for all of his adult life. I rather envy him that. And he found himself at Arrow when he was thrown into the deep end of creating DVDs and Blu-rays uh, right at the start, and he's still here. He was always a film buff, but his, his grandfather was the obsessive and uh, introduced him to many films. He remembers himself being very taken with, in crime film terms, Al Pacino and Robert De Niro films, particularly Dog Day Afternoon. He said that... Um, when he was recording films off TV, we've all done that. Cataloging his own collection, we've all done that. Uh, he said he was buying VHS and crime, which were his genre of choice, as he worked through The Godfathers, The Goodfellas, and so on. He doesn't remember seeing the first foreign film, but they did have Italian 
TV, the, the clue is in Fran's surname. Uh, and films in a foreign language became an important part of his life. He remembers Fellini's Amacord, which he said at the time he didn't stick with it. I'm sure he's changed his mind since. Um, the Arrow schedule, for which he's largely responsible, is made up of the tastes and influences of a lot of the team and trends set by the fans. Well, the team is pretty damn good. It's got people like Michael McKenzie, who I've mentioned earlier. It's got people like Jasper Sharp, some very good um, producers. And as he says, as Fran says, what they buy in large numbers, uh, what they commission, should say, and what the fans buy has an effect on how they focus their energies for future issues. So when they put out a project, as Fran says, the aim is to ensure that they have the best version out there. We want people to pick up that Blu-ray and say that this is the best version they own. And again, to interject, they pretty well do that. Uh, they are very handsome objects. They have a fantastic art department, Arrow, and their extras are second to none. And I don't just say that because I'm often part of them. Fran goes on to say, film distribution is very much a partnership between distributor and the owner of the film and sometimes also the filmmaker. So naturally, this means that working with these collaborators and finding a way that suits everyone in terms of demands can be prescriptive. And I think sometimes, as he hints, it is too difficult and things have to be let go. There's been lots of projects, Fran says, that he's been very proud of, uh, working on the Mario Barber and Brian De Palma releases, and they are great, and I think I agree with him. And they will stand the test of time and are pretty well definitive. There are also some big releases that he's done that he really likes, the releases of Candyman, the original Candyman, John Carpenter's The Thing, and great films, as he says, flat-out great films like Refifi and Charles Lawton's one film as a director, Night of the Hunter. He says that finding people is easy. This By this, he means that uh, he finds people who he can communicate uh, who can communicate their expertise on various subjects. Uh, some, as he says, don't necessarily want to be on camera, and some may not be suited to the audio commentary format and so on. Uh, so there's an element of experimentation. In terms of Kim Newman and myself, we're happy to do either. We'll be on camera, even though it's not necessarily the prettiest sight in the world. Uh, they don't get everything they want, as Fran says, but there's always another great project in the offing. He remembered bidding on Argento's opera, but the agent didn't come back to him, and he found out later he'd missed out. I asked uh, Fran as a kind of final question what he would particularly like to, to issue himself on the Arrow label, and he replied, I'd love to release the Matei Affair, a great film by Francesco Rosi. It stars Gianmaria Volante in a great performance. He plays Enrico Matei, the head of the state-run oil company, who died in an air crash and is investigated Citizen Kane style, as to whether he might have caused it on purpose. It is a terrific film, and whether or not um, Arrow gets to do it, I certainly hope they do. And I'd like to thank Fran for this interview. The complete interview, without me reading it, will be available on the Crime Time website. And that is this month's Barry's Blu-rays. Thank you very much. <laughs>